there. This is Series 7 of Satisfied. The Series 7 podcasts enhance the Radical Acts Bible study of the book of Acts in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we learned that the book of Acts provides a bridge between what Jesus did in the Gospels and what He continued to do and teach through the apostles after He returned to heaven. We anticipated seeing how the firepower of God's Spirit erupted through the lives of believers in Jesus Christ, completely transforming their lives knowing that He does the same for us today. In this podcast, we will cover Lesson 1 of Radical Acts Bible Study and focus on how to trust Jesus when making decisions on this life of adventure with Him. Making decisions is hard for me. Is it for you? And I'm talking about simple things like choosing bathroom rugs. I go back and forth between two or three options, finally decide, then second guess myself for weeks or months. Do you ever do that? It's not fun. Making decisions, though, is part of daily life. We can't get away from it. What we have to learn is how to make those decisions in a way that maintains our dependence on Jesus Christ in the process. Jesus' followers had to learn that as well. Forty days after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, He ascended into heaven, leaving His disciples back on earth to learn how to live without His bodily presence and still carry out His mission for them. His first instructions sounded easy. Wait in Jerusalem for ten days. Then the Holy Spirit will come on you and the adventure of spreading the gospel begins. Huh? We can all count to ten, but what would the rest of that cost? And while waiting those ten days, they needed to make some decisions. At the end of Acts chapter 1, Peter led the group to choose a replacement for Judas through doing something called casting lots. After reading through that section, I was wondering if I could get a casting lots kit from an online Christian bookstore. I didn't even know what it was, but it sounded so much easier than wondering if I made the right decision. So I did what most of you would do. I searched casting lots in my favorite online resources. I found out that the practice of casting lots was common in the Old Testament, and God even used it to give direction to His people. This section of Acts is the only recorded time it is used in the New Testament. No one really knows how it was done, but most think that Peter scribbled each candidate's name on a stone or piece of pottery, then placed those in a jar of some kind. The jar was shaken, and the first to fall out was supposedly God's choice. Now, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 33, references casting lots as a cultural tool that God used with His people sometimes. This is what it says. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. So God directed the casting of lots for those who did it by faith in Him. It was a tool. He also used prophets and counselors. Casting lots was not a formula then, nor is it a formula today. What we read in Acts is simply a description of what they did. 
it's not a prescription for how we are to make decisions today. This is very important for you to understand as we study the book of Acts. Much of the Bible is written in narrative form. Consider the Old Testament books of history, Genesis through Esther, mostly narrative. The Gospels and Acts, mostly narrative. Narrative is descriptive, not prescriptive. Here's what I mean. Saying narrative is descriptive means it is the observation of what actually happened, how people lived, and the choices they made about how to do life at that time. Casting lots in Acts chapter 1 is descriptive. How the early church began to function at the end of Acts chapter 2 is descriptive. It's not telling us we have to do it that way. It's not intended for us to copy exactly and say it's the only way to do something. Got it? Saying something is prescriptive refers to commands from God about how to live or do something that applies to all believers, all people groups, and all time periods. The Gentiles being included in the church equally with the Jews as taught in Acts is prescriptive. Much of Paul's teaching about how we are to live like Jesus Christ is prescriptive, like be kind, forgiving, humble, those kinds of things. The key is this. We can't look at this passage in Acts chapter 1 about casting lots and create a formula for making decisions with God's blessing on the result. Casting lots is not a prescription for how to live and make choices. You can't order a casting lots kit online and expect it to be God making the decision for you. Are you with me? We also know that the Holy Spirit now lives inside every believer and can give us direction from the inside of our own hearts and minds for making decisions. Peter and the others spent years after receiving the Spirit at Pentecost figuring out how to live dependently on Christ daily. From our study of Acts 1, we can't get a formula for making decisions, but we can look at the process the apostolic leaders used and see that the same process applies to us. Here's the process I see in Acts chapter 1, verses 21 through 26. Step 1. They aligned themselves with the purposes of God. Jesus had chosen the 12 apostles to be with him, to preach the kingdom of God, and to have power over diseases and demons. We read that in Mark chapter 3. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says they were also to be his witnesses. The 11 remaining apostles knew that Jesus chose 12 initially. One was now gone. Since Jesus chose 12, they would fill that 12th spot for the purpose that Jesus has set before them. It was a position of leadership to fill. They aligned themselves with the purposes of God. Step two, they considered options who were also aligned with the purposes of God. There were 120 in the room. Most could probably fit the qualifications of being with Jesus from the beginning of his ministry through his ascension. 
They use their own observations and mental acuity to evaluate the choices. Two men were the best fit and probably had shown some leadership capability. These were equally good choices, not a choice between good and bad. Both were aligned with the purposes of God. Step three, they asked the Lord Jesus for his direction and for him to show them the best choice. Now in the writings of the New Testament, after the gospels, whenever you see the Lord, that refers to Jesus. God is God the Father, Lord is Lord Jesus Christ, and the Spirit is the Holy Spirit, okay? So as you read through Acts and you see the Lord, they're referring to Jesus. The disciples submitted their options to their Lord Jesus and asked for him to show them which to choose. This was their prayer in Acts chapter 1, verse 24. Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen. They knew Jesus as their Lord now. He had initially chosen the 12 disciples. He knew these two men being submitted to replace Judas. He was also God. They could trust Jesus's response. This is living dependently on God. God the Father, who is also your creator, has given you a brain to use. He wants you to use your mind and heart to evaluate the options and then remove the options that are not lined up with his way of doing life. Once you have done that, ask him to show you which good option to choose. I remember someone teaching me as a young Christian to ask God to open a door or close a door to guide me in the right direction. It is an act of faith. Ask the Lord Jesus for direction. Step four, they submitted to Jesus's direction for them. Now I've seen all kinds of arguments online about whether or not they should have done this, but it says they were constantly praying daily, submitting their hearts and minds and wills to God. They must have felt a prompting to add the 12th man especially because the number 12 represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And God didn't zap them. They asked for God to show them, and God did. Then they submitted to that. Matthias became the 12th apostle and joined the leader team. So this is what I learned. We can do the same thing that Peter and that group of 120 praying believers did. Whenever you need to make a decision about things that will matter, Align yourself with the purposes of God as described in His Word. Consider options that also align with the purposes of God. Ask God for direction and for Him to show you the best choice. And submit to God's direction and stop second-guessing. Decision-making is a huge part of dependent living. What decision do you need to make this week? Follow those guidelines I just gave you. Trust in Jesus with your decision-making. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with His Spirit's transforming power and say yes to a life of adventure with Him. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 7 of Satisfied.